The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball NBA DFS today. This is the Thursday podcast for February 27th. I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining us. It is a four-game slate tonight, and I'm excited to break that down. We have a 7 o'clock tip, two games at 8, one at 10.30, lots of big injury news. And coming off a, a fun night last night in the NBA, uh, we had some pretty good uh, projections here on the show. Karis LeVert was a big play for us. Miles and I were on Luka as the, the guy over, 10, over 10K that we liked, and we paired him with DeRozan. That went pretty well. Miles had a nice uh, pick on Mitchell Robinson. Unfortunately, I didn't get around to playing him. Uh, that really would have helped me uh, spike up the leaderboard in the tournaments. But on the player prop side, we went 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Levert was our easy slam dunk of the night, over 20.5 points. He finished with 34 uh, we played under on the Booker point total of 28 and a half. That one went well. Luca got us over 43 and a half points, rebounds and assists. And then we didn't get there on Beal. He got to 30 points, but he didn't get to 31 and a half. I was watching down the stretch there and the, uh, the nets were throwing double teams at him in the last two or three minutes, just forcing him to give up the ball. So he never got that final shot attempt that we needed down the stretch. And then uh, Vucevic didn't quite get to 20 points. And what else? Oh, Joe Harris, he didn't get to 14. Uh, Levert took up all those points. So uh, overall, in the last two days of the player props, we're still up 1.26 units. So we're going to get after it again here on the Thursday slate. We'll mix that in to our plays. And speaking of sports investments, we want to thank our presenting sponsor, MyBookie.ag. Head over there and use the promo code T-O-D-A-Y, and they will match your first deposit up to $1,000. So if you deposit $2,000, they'll match you for $1,000 just for being there and using that promo code. So certainly recommend that. And then we want to thank our longtime sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. We love what they provide us with delicious coffee, gold clips everywhere, and go to Amazon if you want to get that quickly. Uh, type them in, and that'll come to your doorstep. All right, let's get going here on the four-game slate. The first battle of the night involves the Knicks and the 76ers, both on back-to-backs. And, of course, the big injury news here is that Mr. Embiid and Mr. Simmons are both out. Philly is in a real tough spot here heading down the stretch, going in the wrong direction. This is going to open up some value, though, all across the starting lineup. Uh, we've got Milton, Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford. I'm expecting all four of them to start, and their DraftKings prices haven't gone up too much. So you can certainly play one or two of those guys against the New York Knicks 23rd-ranked defense. Not sure yet who that fifth guy is going to be in the starting lineup. We know Brett Brown likes to play with different things. Could be Thibel, could be Robinson, 
you know, who knows, could be Korkmaz. I'm hoping Korkmaz comes off the bench. I like his price tag here on DraftKings at 4.4. I like him as a pivot off of the chalk of that starting lineup. And I was looking at the back-to-backs. When Philly played their most recent back-to-back, he was excellent. That was the night he had 52 fantasy points against Memphis in 29 minutes the night after playing 28 minutes. So uh, that situation didn't bother him. Surprisingly for me, it did bother Shake Milton in that back-to-back in 22 minutes. He only scored seven and a half fantasy points. So I'm going to lean more towards Korkmaz. Hope he's a little bit lower ownership coming off the bench. I uh, can't argue, though, with playing those key guys that, you know, those veterans that we think should pick up the usage, Richardson, Harris, and Horford. Over on the Knicks side, we've got Peyton back in the lineup, had decent minutes last night. It was a bit of a mess with everybody else on the Knicks side in terms of their minutes. Uh, Neela Kina is doubtful. So assuming he's out, then I think we can be pretty confident in Peyton's minutes. And his price tag came down a little bit. He's at 7K. Don't love the matchup, though. So um, probably won't get to too much of him. Randall is 7.8. Mitchell Robinson, 5K. Those two guys played pretty well on the Knicks last back-to-back. So those are the two my two favorite Knicks out of the rest of the group. But I don't plan to play them much either. This is an over-under at 211. All three times these teams have played, it's the total has been under that amount. And yes, we are missing the defensive stoppers of Embiid and Simmons. But I just don't have too much confidence in the Knicks with back-to-back and then the uncertainty with the minutes. All right, I'm ready to go to game two. And it is Portland traveling to Indiana. Big news, of course, here is that Lillard is out. C.J. McCollum has been crushing it in his absence. And then on the other side, I was a little bit surprised here. I'm recording this Thursday afternoon on the East Coast. Just got the news that Oladipo is going to be in. I was breaking this down initially with the thought that he and Lamb would both be out. Of course, Lamb is done for the season. But this is a game that I am going to target a lot on this slate. We only have four games, and it's one with – you know, a lot of explosive players. These guys had a shootout when they, they met late in January. It was 139-129. And in that game, Lillard went for 50. And C.J. McCollum still had room to get 28. Uh, so with C.J. McCollum, he's at 9K on DraftKings. He's going to be one of my core plays. Three straight games, over 50 fantasy points. He's just been terrific. On that side of the ball, I also like Ariza at 4.8. Three of the last four games, he's been over 28 fantasy points. And both of those guys are going to be uh, folks I look at for the player props, which we'll get into here in a bit. On the Indiana side, the guy I trust the most here is Sabonis. He had a triple-double in that matchup earlier, 27, 14, and 11. He's only 9.1K. And with all these big injuries to the studs, I like both of these guys here. Just over 9K, and you can get a lot of other decent players in your lineup. 
As far as the rest of the Pacers, I'm not thrilled about the backcourt since Oladipo is back in the mix. And with him getting 25 minutes or so, it really kind of interferes with the potential that I was looking at with Brogdon and Aaron Holiday. So I, I don't think I'll get there much for my primary build. I may build a stack or two with this game, and then certainly I would take a look at Brogdon, possibly one of the Holiday brothers. Uh, so that's it. that's my primary focus on that game. All right, let's go to game number three. And this is the Sacramento versus OKC matchup. Over-under is 222.5, which is right at the top along with the, the last game. Kind of a weird slate, by the way. All these lower totals, nothing even close to 230. Uh, all the spreads, at least six points. Uh, so... A little bit unique, but that's what we love about DFS. Every day is different, and it's a real challenge to try to break it down. In terms of this matchup, recent news that came out is that De'Aaron Fox is questionable, and that will certainly change the slate quite a bit because all of a sudden we'll have a big decision to make. Do we want to go with Corey Joseph? He's only 3.1 on DraftKings. It is a tough matchup against Chris Paul at all. But if Fox is out, I'm certainly going to play some of Corey Joseph. I think he would be a way to potentially fit Anthony Davis into the lineup along with McCollum and Sabonis. So that's something I'll be playing around with here later in the day. But as far as the, as the rest of the Kings roster goes, I, I have not been playing the bigs much. Giles has been okay, but he's priced up now. Bielitsa has been off a little bit and hasn't done much in this matchup. These two teams have played twice previously. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, 5.2. I always like to look at him. So he's in consideration. Heald is a little bit, uh, little bit pricier, but I will get some exposure to him. The, the guy I like the most, though, uh, is Bazemore. He's 4.7 and... He's just one of those guys you can fit in, fill out your roster, and feel pretty confident in what you're going to get. At least recently, he's had four straight games over 24 fantasy points. So he's he's uh, the way that I'm going to get some exposure to this game. Uh, you know, since it is a bit of a higher total, at least comparatively on this slate. And then the guy on the other side I like the most is Schroeder. He went for 24-4-9 in the last matchup against Sacramento. And nobody really has stood out much in these two matchups. So I I do like that history, especially given his price tag on DraftKings. He's finally significantly less expensive than Chris Paul and Shea. This is the biggest difference I can remember because Chris Paul right now is 79 and Shea is 7.4. So he's all, he's almost 2K less than than Shea and over 2,000 less than Chris Paul. So I, I do like that. Um, Adams is somebody you can consider, 6.8. Uh, he's been kind of rounding into form here. One of those guys that you can pretty much count on 
flirting with a triple double every or not a triple double, a double double every night or, or being very close. There is a center I like in the next game a little bit more. I also think if you're building multiple tournament lineups and you you build something similar to what I've been describing, where you get more of your investment in that Portland, Indiana game, I do think it's worth building a stack of this game. Um, you know, whether whether Fox plays or not, you know, these there's just a bunch of these guards that I certainly like playing a lot, and you can get three or four of them and you know still have a decent amount to spend on the other players because they're all in that five point well five K to seven point nine K if you go from uh, Bogdanovich up to Chris Paul. So that's my take on game number three. Game number four is the second TNT game starting at 1030 on the East Coast. The Lakers traveling to Golden State. And the big news here is that LeBron is out resting as the Lakers don't think they're going to need him against Golden State. Uh, I think there's a reference to a bit of a nagging injury there, but I think that's the key. It's the matchup. Let's give LeBron a little rest here. See if AD can carry the troops to victory. That would certainly be my prediction. They are favored by 10. As far as Anthony Davis goes, he's certainly in a great spot with LeBron out, getting to play against Golden State in their 24th-ranked defense. But for most of my lineups, I don't think I'm going to play him just because I want to get CJ and Sabonis in the lineup. Um, I guess my exposure to him would probably be about 33% because uh, I'm not going to fade him completely. It's just a matter of, how many minutes does he play? And that's the wild card here because I certainly think he'll he'll smash when he's out there on the on the floor. I'm a little bit more interested in general in the Lakers and one of their other guys, but they are typically hard to predict. Everybody from Avery Bradley to all these guards coming off the bench, Rondo, Caruso, KCP. In this situation, though, with LeBron out, I think – Rondo should get a little bit of extra run, uh, should have the ball in his hands a little bit more, take over some of those distributing duties uh, with with LeBron out of the mix. And he went for 11-4-4 the last time these guys played. He's my favorite guy off the bench. Caruso is also worth considering at 3.4. Those two guys in general, to me, they're a little bit hard to predict. It does seem like one of them usually gets a little bit more run and and there's usually a significant disparity in their fantasy production on any given night. So that would be more like a two-thirds, one-thirds breakdown. KCP is has to be in your play pool if you're if you're playing multiple lineups. And then the forwards, Kuzma, anytime he's under 4K on DraftKings, I like playing him. The only wild card here for me is that Markeith Morris is in town now. He's only 3.1. So it's hard to predict how the shots are going to go with those two. I do like both of them more, though, here with LeBron out. So wouldn't surprise me at all if one of those guys was a difference maker tonight. On the Golden State side, Marquise Chris is actually my number one target. Um, 
I the numbers that really stood out to me for him are 26-9-1. That's what he got when these two teams played most recently. And believe it or not, A.D., McGee, LeBron, all those big guys were in that lineup. So really pr- impressive performance for him. Draymond is probable as we speak right now. Uh, he's at a nice price tag of 5.5. In terms of the rest of the starting lineup for the Warriors, I, I do like how Poole and Lee have been playing, but not a fan of them in this matchup. Wiggins, I don't trust really at 7.2. The next guy I might play, because I, I really don't think I'll play one of those starters for Golden State other than Chris, would potentially be Kyle Bowman, 4.2. Coming off the bench, a little bit easier matchup for him in the backcourt with Rondo and that crew. And probably won't get to anybody else. Pascal takes a dip with Draymond back in the mix. Uh, Toscano Anderson, I do like what he's been doing at 3.9. But I guess I would probably slot him behind Kuzma at that same price, ta- uh, same price tag. All right, well... With the four-game slate in the books, I want to turn to the player props. I have selected seven more today as my favorite plays. And some of these are going to sound familiar based on the stats I just gave you. But uh, let me go in order of the games as we went through them, starting in that Portland-Indiana game. Because I'm actually not seeing any player props from the New York-Philly game. Uh, Not surprising with the uncertainty with what's happening in Philly. And who really wants to (laughs) invest in player props with the Knicks? But in terms of uh, Portland, C.J. McCollum is where I'm starting. His assist prop is seven and a half. And with Lillard out, we all know he's really picked up the scoring. But he's also been handling the ball so much and doing a great job distributing His last three assist totals have been 10, 12, and 10. And I'm seeing plus money at over 7.5 assists at plus 115. So I like uh, C.J. McCollum over his assist total. The other guy I'm looking at is Trevor Ariza. His point prop is 10.5, and that's even money with no juice. He's had three of his last four with at least 12 points. So I'm going to play over that for Ariza. Then for Ariza's rebounds, that prop is 5.5. Three of the last four, he's been at six or higher. That's also plus money, which is a nice little benefit. Over that number is plus 110. So I'm going to play that one. Moving on to the Sacramento-Oklahoma City game. I will look at uh, Chris Paul's numbers. His point prop is 19 and a half. And I'm going to play my first under here. That one is juiced at minus 134. But in his last four games, he's only gone over that point total once. And in these two matchups against Sacramento, he's only scored nine and eight. So I feel pretty good about that one going under. And then for his assist total, he's also 
uh, like C.J. McCollum. He's got an assist prop of 7.5, and he's also got plus money to go over. It's over is plus 110. I do like that one. He's had three of his last four over that assist total, and he's averaging 11 in t- the two games played against Sacramento. So I'm going to play over the assist prop for Mr. Paul. On the other side of the ball in that game, Bogdan Bogdanovich, his point prop is 13.5. And he is certainly a volatile player, but I do like his recent form, 17 and 20 points in the last two. He's averaging 20 against Oklahoma City. It's uh, minus 110 to play the over. And then also with this recent news, if Fox is out, then I like his over prop even more. Because I think Corey Joseph is going to focus on getting the ball to Bogdanovich and healed. So I do like the over here with Bogdanovich, over 13.5 points. And then my final play is Marquise Chris. His point prop is 12.5. And I mentioned how he scored 26 against the Lakers recently. He also has four of his last five games over 17 points. So I feel pretty good about him exceeding 12.5 at least by the numbers. I don't have a ton of faith in him in general, but in this matchup with those numbers, I'm willing to pay the minus 121 to go over 12.5 points. Well, that does it in terms of the DFS breakdown and the props. If you have questions or feedback, please reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Language Olympic. Please make sure to follow the news up until lock tonight at Hoopball Fantasy. And please f- follow my my brethren here, the the folks who've been on the show this week. Micah Patria is at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Miles Hartley is at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. And one final thank you to mybookie.ag. Please use the promo code T-O-D-A-Y when you head over there and make your first deposit. You can make your predictions in NBA, PGA, MLB is right around the corner. And that's certainly exciting. It's fun to think about spring. Uh, So use the promo code T-O-D-A-Y when you head over there. And make sure you get energized with some Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee. You can find them on Amazon, and I highly recommend it. All right, that'll do it for the Thursday edition. Thank you again for joining me here today, and be sure to tune in again tomorrow. This is Hoopball NBA DFS Today. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.